Louise McSharry on 2FM. Um, now, uh, earlier in the show, I said that this was a big week for book chat. No doubt about it. It is a kind of bookish time of year. Um, the weather is changing. Hopefully you're getting cosy. Um, and I can I just say... The amount of sweating I have done over the last week, I am ready. I'm ready for a bit of a chill in the air. Um, And if you're curling up with a book, then you might want a recommendation. And of course, this week it was all about Sally Rooney. But there are other books. Other books exist in the world. And today we're joined by author and writer Idel Coffey to help us find some suggestions. Idel, there are other books other than Sally Rooney's book, aren't there? There are, um, <laughs> just in case uh, people thought she was the only author publishing a book this year, which you'd be forgiven for thinking, considering the fanfare around it, like there was a pop-up bookshop for her books alone, um, you know, and all the merchandise that went along with it. There was um, a bit of demand for that bucket hat. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is, this is traditionally actually the biggest publishing time of the year yeah. for the publishing industry. And it's for a lot of the reasons that you suggested there, like, you know, I'm sitting here in my woolly jumper. I think it's the first time I've worn this jumper since last January and the weather's changing. We're getting sort of into that cosy hibernating feeling. And, you know, we're staying indoors a bit more as the weather changes, as the nights get darker. We tend to just stay in a little bit more and we have a bit more time for reading. Now, this year, it's um, like, I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of, you know, when you see that big BBC Sunday night series coming back, you know that you're in kind of back to school territory. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of new pencil case time. And yeah, it's just the, you, 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 something tells you that it's time now to settle down with the big reads. And the book publishing industry knows this. They uh, publish their huge names around this time of the year. And it's not just for that, obviously. It's, it's for base commercial reasons too, such as we're leading into the Christmas um, buying present buying season mm. where people traditionally will pick up uh, books that you know people who don't maybe buy books regularly during the year will will buy them at this time of the year so it's a real kind of a big boost time for the industry so they usually save their big names for like September October November right so that they and particularly September because you've got that long lead up to Christmas then so you've got a three-month buying period you know mm. um so so yeah this is and there's a thing called Super Thursday which I'm sure you've heard about as mm-hmm. well it's um it was desperate last year or or brilliant as some people might might see it because of the pandemic a lot yeah. of the books their publication dates were pushed back so you had 600 books published on Super Thursday last year. So that's yeah. one day, 600 books. I remember reading about that and it, it was a very stressful time to be an author because, of course, you know, having your book come out, say, the same week as a Sally Rooney or whatever. And by the way, I'm not Can begrudging <laughs> Sally Rooney's success by any stretch of the imagination. It's amazing to see an Irish author having that kind of success, a young woman especially. Yeah, and absolutely. it's great to see people reading. Like, I have no issue and whatsoever. I've read, I've read it and it's very enjoyable. Oh, I'm dying to read it. Like, I actually, one of my... my Instagram memories or whatever the the other day was um, of uh, a, a photograph that I posted of her previous book just saying this book is amazing and I remember like how much I enjoyed it so I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into that this week um, but I, I but I remembered that Super Thursday you know oh, it being such a stressful time for authors because mm. how do you get your book to kind of rise when it's in such a big pool yeah and the phrase like couldn't get a kick in a stampede comes to mind because like if you know, everyone wants to read about Sally Rooney. She is. She's so intriguing. She's so mysterious. She's so successful. Everyone loves her books. So 
And there's only so much coverage in the newspapers and on in the media mm. that, that you can give to books or that we do give to books. So obviously people are going to plump if they've got a, you know, an offer for an interview with you or me, Louise, or with Sally Rooney. We know who they're going to take, don't we? Me, obviously. <laughs> you, of course. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know, I know. It's very, it's very hard. And, you know, and I think people, there's a misconception about writing a book as well that like, you know, you're going to make a lot of money out of a book. And, you know, the reality having written a book I can tell you <laughs> the reality in Ireland unless you are very lucky and you are a Sally Rooney or a Neymar McLeisett and a Sarah Breen and you know you do, do phenomenally well in terms of sales you're really not making money so the only real reward that you get aside from the actual writing of the book is people reading it yes. um, so you know you want your book that you've put all the work into to be read I mean exactly. how are I know you have a book coming out early next year and so this how, is are, why it's how are you out feeling in January, about it? Louise. <laughs> this is why I presume I presume my publishers know what they're doing and I presume this is why it's coming out in January is because um, it, were it to come out in September or October you know it, it would just get lost because oh, like I'm a debut author so it would just disappear completely in, in the huge sea of you know really well known well loved authors like people like Richard Osman whose book last year The Thursday Murder Club yeah. that was the book of the year it was like one of the biggest selling if not the biggest selling book mm. in the UK I think and he's got a new one out just this week, I think, or next week. He's, so he's got the second um, instalment in that. So, you know, you're looking at, these are, are names that, you know, regular authors or um, jobbing authors, let's mm. describe them as, couldn't hope to compete with because they're famous. These are famous, famous people, like globally yeah. famous, internationally famous, people who've sold. these. All these people are the sort of, they're the lottery winners of, of publishing. Do you know? They're the yeah. ones that you hear about and you obviously uh, dream about happening, but these are the lottery winners. They're the ones that it only happens to one in a million. You yeah. know, the people who go on to sell over a million books or, yeah. or whatever it is, you know. could be nice, wouldn't it? be grand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, look, as we've said uh, repeatedly, there are lots and lots and lots of books on the horizon. So maybe you could give us some recommendations as people get cosy. I absolutely can. Okay, so we've got, as you said, a glut to look forward to. This year, the the Super Thursday this year is um, October 14th. Um, So it's a little bit of a while away. But like, there's so many books have already come out in September. Obviously, uh, we've mentioned Sally Rooney, uh, Paula Hawkins. She wrote The Girl on the Train, which again, people will remember as that best-selling book Mm. about this woman. She was this unreliable narrator. Uh, watching uh, things happening on the train. She had a drink problem, which made her even more unreliable. It was such a good setup for a story. And obviously there was a dead body in there as well, which was Mm. great. She's got um, a new book, which is called Slow Fire Burning. And again, it starts off a young man is found gruesomely murdered in a London houseboat. And you've got these three women who knew him and each of them could be uh, the murderer. And they've all got their different motives and... It's all about their secrets and how they're kind of smouldering and how when it comes to revenge, you know, we're all capable of um, things that we might not like to admit. So, again, it's that kind of psychological um, thriller that she's so well known for. And she's a really interesting one as well, Louise, because she started off, if if anybody's like thinking of writing a book, um, she started off uh, writing under a pseudonym and she was writing, I think they were romance books. And then she wrote The Girl on the Train um, and she wrote it because she was in a really difficult sort of um, financial position. Uh, I think she had moved home with her parents and, mm. you know, she's she wasn't 20, you know, so yeah. it was a difficult time. And, and then 
obviously everyone knows what happens after the girl on the train came out. So, yeah. you know, uh, take it, take a chance. Things can happen. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one that's doing really well. That came out in August, actually. But um, the other one that's uh, on everybody's best of lists is a guy called Richard Powers. Now, um, he's a hard hitting kind of intellectual guy. He's won the Pulitzer Prize. Um, and this book is called Bewilderment. And it sounds really fascinating because it's about the story of this father and a son uh, the wife has died, so they're both mourning their their mother, the wife, and um, they're having a bit of a problem because the nine-year-old son, he's in trouble in school. He's he's being recommended to be put on on uh, medication mm. for his behaviour, and the dad is an astrobiologist, and he's looking for life in the cosmos. So it becomes this book about not only about the relationship between the father and son, but about our sort of um, our, our world, climate change, how we explain the world we live in to our children. Wow. Um, and it kind of sounds a little bit sci-fi, even though I don't think it is, because it, it, they, they decide to treat the boy with this experimental sort of treatment, which um, involves training the boy on recorded patterns of his mother's brain. Is it too early wow. on a Saturday morning <laughs> to just talk about that? <laughs> There's a lot going on there. I'm not going to lie. I don't think that one is for me. I just... <laughs> You had me until, what was it, astrophysicist? Yes, yeah, yeah. astrobiologist. <laughs> astrobiologist, and then I was like, oh no, I can't. My okay. brain doesn't want to work that hard. <laughs> well, this is like, I mean, this is one, if, if, if Netflix uh, goes out, if your Wi-Fi is gone, I think this would be a good one <laughs> to okay. get into. Um, Michaela Cole, everyone will know her from her TV programme, I Will Destroy You, mm. which was, in my opinion, the best TV programme that was oh, made in 2020. Couldn't agree more. And was criminally ignored yeah. um, in, in the award season, but... But anyway, it, she's phenomenal. She's just 33. Um, she's done some really groundbreaking stuff for TV. And this book that's coming out now, it's called Misfits. It's kind of, it's being called her manifesto, but it's taken from a speech she gave at this really stuffy kind of TV industry um, awards, not awards, a kind of meeting that they do that you'd never have heard of. It's only for industry people. Yeah. Anyway, it's been going for 43 years. This thing called the McTaggart Lecture is, is a, a really important person is asked to give it every year. She was asked to give it in 2018. Mm. And it was the first time in their 43 years history that a person of colour gave the, the, the lecture, which is astonishing. Yeah. And I think there were only like five women who had given it, given it as well. Anyway, so the lecture was basically her talking about, um, you know, all the negative experiences that she's had in the TV industry that are all related to either prejudices or... Uh, people's assumptions about what the status quo should be and you know she's just kind of talking about how um, the the world is set up to sort of uh, well the tv world is set up to uh, accommodate the people who run it which is generally white men mm. and and so this is it's available online this this lecture it's available on youtube you can watch or give it yeah. um this book is just it's got a kind of book and it's got like a new intro and a new outro so it's a nice package but mm. if you want to read the the speech or watch it you can find it online um perfectly legally so yeah uh, but this might be a nice little gift for anyone who liked her her program yeah uh, i can't believe i'm saying gift it is like the the I christmas know. season begins i know <laughs> i know but i did actually genuinely have the thought the other day maybe this is the year that i'll get all my shopping done before no, like November. We have that thought every year. I know. I had a baby at Christmas and that was the only time like, and I went into labour and I still got up and had to go to the shops no. in labour no. that morning. Oh, Adele, no, yeah, you ten, ten days before Christmas, I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm in labour. I better run to the shops and get the last few bits. So... <laughs> 
were never prepared, I think. Oh my God, no, I just can't believe you did that. Would you I not did. just have been like, feck everybody, like no. you're not getting present, your present is my, my child. I really should have, shouldn't yeah. I? But anyway, the, the contractions the were 15 do, minutes honestly. apart at that point. I had plenty of time, I oh knew. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Um, now, Leanne Moriarty has a new book. Um, oh, and yeah. obviously people know Leanne, people love Leanne Moriarty because she, yeah. of course, is the author of Big Little Lies, the book, mm. and then obviously was turned into a TV series and the new one, Nine Perfect Nine Strangers. Perfect Strangers, which I don't love as much, I have to say. And I had read that book. Um, that's, again, it's starring Nicole Kidman, who seems to be a huge fan of Leanne Moriarty. Big Little Lies, the TV programme was the first time I came across this author. I had never read her, but mm. that TV programme was just so incredible, I thought. Mm. Um, anyway, so she's got a new one. This is going to be huge as well. And I presume we'll be seeing it on Amazon or HBO in a year and a half. Mm. It's about the Delaney family. It's a weird setup, actually, because or an unusual one. It's they're, they kind of they're a tennis family and they've run this tennis business for 50 years and they're retiring and uh, there's two there's four kids and the parents are Stan and Joy and they're the envy of all of their friends um, but they finally fo- sold this famed tennis academy and um, they're going to start living their golden years apparently but one night a stranger knocks on the door and um, apparently she's had a fight with her boyfriend she's bleeding she's looking for help but later on, the mother, Joy, goes missing and this stranger is nowhere to be seen. And Stan is in the crosshairs, um, as the spouse often is. And we don't know um, who's done it, essentially. And their children, they're kind of split down the middle between um, believing their dad or sort of questioning him. So, mm. again, it's one of those things about secrets that we have in marriages mm. um, and uh, the relationships that we think we know, the people we yeah. think we know, individuality. Well, I look forward to seeing Nicole Kidman play that woman Absolutely. in a year and a half, as you said. No, she'll be playing one of the children, obviously. <laughs> Nicole is far too young to play the mother. Um, <laughs> now, we're really tied on time. I know you, there are oh, so sorry. many other books to recommend. No, don't apologise. Um, <laughs> but before I let you go, I see, and I think this will be a huge gift this Christmas, Amanda Gorman has a book coming out in December. Yes. Amanda so, Gorman, who obviously most of us had not heard of a year ago and no. now who many of us are familiar with. Yeah, it's not easy to upstage a president, Louise, no. at his own inauguration, <laughs> but she did it. Um, she was the young black poet who stood up there on inauguration day on the 20th of January last year and read that poem, The Hill We Climb. And I remember it, like it was goosebumps everywhere. Mm. She was so astonishingly brilliant. It was so hopeful. It was just exactly the right tone that people were looking for after um, after Trump. Mm. And so this is, I think this might actually just be a repackaged um, version of The Hill We Climb and other poems. Uh, so again, very clearly trying to hit the Christmas, Christmas gift presents, market. Yeah. <laughs> but like she's 23. She's incredible. She writes about... Um, feminism, race, American marginalisation and the African diaspora. So like she's brilliant. She's she's going to be with us, hopefully, for the next 100 years as a yeah. brilliant poet. And what a what a wonderful sort of beginning to a career for a young, a young poet. Oh, absolutely. And and just great to have poetry kind of in the conversation, yeah. I think, as well, um, because, you know, it's an, an oft ignored genre, I think. Yeah. And a lot of people turn to it in the pandemic as well, because none of us could concentrate and poetry was so short and yeah. brief, but also gives you hope. Yeah, and and it, and can be so powerful. Mm. I'm all about it. Um, Adele, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm sorry that we couldn't thank talk about more books. Um, well. We'll have to take it to the to, to a private chat. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of that with us. That's Adele Coffee, oh. author and writer. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank Adele. you. Thanks Bye a million. Louise McSherry on Two FM.